0: Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied abundantly unto you all through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Today is Pentecost, and Christians all over the world celebrate the work of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, you heard it read. Jesus is God, become a man, lived without sin, went to the cross, died in our place, For our sins, as our substitute savior, he was buried. And three days later, on a Sunday, he rose from death, conquering sin, death, and the power of the devil. And he appeared for 40 days, proving he rose from the dead. And then, he ascended into heaven. And as he's ascending into heaven, he tells his followers, to go and make disciples of all nations. And he told his disciples in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, do not go out and start your ministry just yet. You need to wait. And in verse 8, the Holy Spirit will come upon you He will come with power so that you can be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. He then ascended into heaven, and then the Bible tells us that for 10 days, the followers of Jesus were together, all together, and they prayed, and they studied, and they prepared themselves for the gift from God that would absolutely changed their lives from being recipients to being givers from being timid to being bold from being followers to being leaders and today Pentecost we see John the Baptist's words fulfilled from Luke chapter three sixteen. John answered them all I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And that's what we have in Acts chapter 2. And this is important. Just as the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus at his baptism to anoint and appoint and empower him for ministry. So here Jesus sends the Holy Spirit on his people. So that we can follow in the ministry of Jesus. By the power of Jesus. He told his disciples at his ascension to wait. Why do they have to wait? Because he knew they could not do what he was commanding them to do without first giving them the power to do it. You see, people of God, when God tells you to do something, he always provides the power and the ability to do it. Think about it. Go and make disciples of all nations How are we going to make disciples of all nations? There are too big a barriers in the way to accomplish such a task. There are too many of them and too few of us. There are hundreds of nations and people groups out there in far away lands and they all speak different languages. Many of them are hostile toward us. How are we, a handful of followers, going to do that? And God said, wait and see. And so that brings us to Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. So it's a church meeting of about 120 people And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like, like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were seating and divided tongues as a fire appeared on them and rested on them, each one of them. So the timing is Pentecost. That's the big Jewish holiday of the spring harvest. About 50 days before this, there was another big Jewish holiday festival major holiday called Passover and it was celebrating God's deliverance of his people from slavery and bondage in Egypt how through the shedding of the blood of a substitutionary lamb which all prefigured the coming of Jesus our Passover lamb who has been slain that through him and through his blood we receive our redemption Our exodus, our liberation from sin, death, and the power of the devil. And they celebrated it, and then 50 days later, it's Pentecost. And they're gathered to celebrate another gift from God, the harvest. So all of these God-fearing Jewish people who had been previously scattered all over All over the land came to Jerusalem to celebrate the spring harvest. And the followers of Jesus were there as well. This is the first church of about 120 people, men and women. And the Holy Spirit descends on them. And he comes to empower them as he came to empower Jesus. That they might be able to do what God had commanded and the Holy Spirit comes like wind and like fire, two of the most powerful forces of nature. Why? He wants us to see that when, in what he calls us to do, there will be power to do it. So these are the outward symbols, wind and fire, metaphors revealing the Holy Spirit's internal work He fills us like a kite in the wind. He warms us like a fire. He sets us ablaze for the truth of God. And he illuminates the world in which we live. And all this happens on the day of Pentecost. Jesus' mission requires that you individually and that we corporately be filled with the Holy Spirit We can't be who Jesus has made us to be. We can't do what Jesus has called us to do unless we are filled by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And what I want to show you today is that the Holy Spirit overcomes barriers and empowers Christians for ministry. It says, and they were all Filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages or tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance or enabled them and there were dwelling in Jerusalem so they're all together at this feast God fearing Jews from every nation under heaven when they heard this sound mighty wind a crowd came together it's like the wind was almost like a siren that summoned everyone together and isn't that what we confess in the Apostles Creed that the Holy Spirit calls and gathers and enlightens and the Bible says they were bewildered this is something supernatural because each one was hearing him speak in his own language circle that in your Bibles language when the Bible talks about tongues sometimes it talks about our physical organ in our mouth sometimes it talks about an angelic heavenly language and sometimes it talks about a known earthly language and that's what it's doing here and they were utterly amazed and astonished and asked Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? Galileans were rural folk. They were country folk, fishermen and farmers, not highly educated in languages. Imagine someone who is not formerly educated, not gone to the big schools of higher learning from an area That is far away from city centers. And they come to the city and all of a sudden. They have this capacity to speak in another language. With perfect pronunciation. No mistakes. And clear articulation. A miraculous moment indeed. And the Bible says and how it is that we hear each of us in his own native language. And then it lists the groups of people. We hear them telling things in our own tongues or languages. The mighty works of God. So, two barriers are mentioned here which the Holy Spirit takes care of. For the great commission of bringing the gospel to the world. The entire world. Number one. The Holy Spirit, there's one, brings people to one location. The other one is language. So here's the big idea. The Holy Spirit absolutely loves Jesus. And the Holy Spirit absolutely loves people whom God has made in his image and likeness. And the Holy Spirit, because of his love, wants people to meet Jesus. That's what we believe and that's the primary thing the Holy Spirit does. He brings people to faith in Jesus Christ and he uses you and me to bring them through his word. There are barriers. There are barriers that need to be overcome for people to meet Jesus and one is location So the Holy Spirit overcomes location by waiting until the day of Pentecost when people have come from far and wide, multiple nations to one location. And that's Jerusalem. And if you look at a map, they're coming from all over the place. So these people are all coming together and the Holy Spirit waits until they're all in one place. And there they meet Jesus and are filled with the Holy Spirit and then they return to their home and they return as missionaries and witnesses. This is the kind of thing that the Holy Spirit has always done. Secondly, there is the language barrier. These people have different languages and they can't communicate with one another and the disciples can't communicate with them. Perhaps you've had this frustration in your own life. If you've ever traveled internationally, you don't speak the language, and it's hard to get anything done. Perhaps there's someone who has come to your place of employment, or maybe your school, or your neighborhood, and you really want to help them, but they don't know English, and you don't know their language communication barrier is a very real one so the Holy Spirit overcomes the barrier to connect people with Jesus because he loves them and if we zoom out and look at the big historical perspective we see that God is overcoming something that happened earlier in the Bible and he's foreshadowing something that happens later in the Bible in this Pentecost miracle In the first ten chapters of the Bible, everybody spoke the same language. And then in chapter 11, something happened called the Tower of Babel. It's where everyone spoke one language, and they decided, we don't need God or his rule and reign in our lives. We can be God with our own kingdom, and in fact, we'll build ourselves a city and a tower so we can sit on top of it like God and rule in rain from heaven free from the possibility of any kind of judgment or flood again their vision was a global government without God in rebellion against God where people were ruled over by leaders who thought they were God. Can you fathom a world like that? We're talking about absolute total oppression of the earth and it was made possible because they all spoke one language. And so what it says is that God judged them. He did not wipe them out. He scattered them. It was also an act of love. God scattered them and He confused their language. That's when languages were born as we know them. It's to protect people and to love people. Because the only thing worse, the only thing worse than conflict between two nations is one nation that thinks it's the kingdom of God with a ruler who thinks he's God and has total control over everyone on the earth, without any opportunity to unseat him or her. And if you are a history buff, you know that human history is littered with kings and emperors and rulers who thought they were God. So here in Acts 2, we see that the way we overcome the language barrier, the national barrier, the cultural barrier, the racial barriers, is by coming to Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the great barrier breaker, the great peace maker. Ephesians chapter 2, listen to these words and you'll note that this is where we get the name of our church from starting at verse 13 but now in Christ Jesus you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ he's talking about the Gentiles for he himself is our peace who made the two Gentile and Jew one and has destroyed the barrier the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. So in Jesus Christ, he came and he preached to you who were far away Peace and to those who were near for through him we both have access to the father by one spirit consequently you are no longer foreigners and aliens but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become the holy temple of the Lord And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. The point is, peace is only found. Peace between people only found in Jesus Christ. And peace between people and God. The barriers between people are broken down by the gospel of Jesus Christ and the work of his one Holy Christian Church on earth. And this foreshadows Revelations chapter seven, the vision of heaven. After this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude. No one could count from every nation, tribe, people and language standing before the throne and in front of the lamb. And they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So in heaven, we'll all be gathered around the throne of Jesus. People from every tribe, language, tongue, singing the praises of Jesus together. And there the Prince of Peace is in the center. He's on the throne and language barriers will be no more. I want you to know that when God calls you to do something, the Holy Spirit gives you the power to do it and will remove all barriers. He wants you to live the life you were called to live. He wants you to love others and share his love with others. He wants you to live in peace with others so he calls you into his church family when we find ourselves every day hindered to do God's will let's do what the first followers of Jesus did they waited on the Lord and they prayed and they were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit so when Jesus commanded the first followers to make disciples of all nations he gave them the ability to do that and you are seeing that unfold right before your eyes throughout history and the world has been forever changed. So think about it what if God were to use the same way he used the, use us the same way he used the early church. May God's Holy Spirit have his way with you and break down any barriers that might get in the way of you doing God's will. And may God's Spirit have his way with the present day church on earth. That it, that we, may be filled with the Holy Spirit and be the church that God has called us to be. This is the prayer of the church on the day of Pentecost. Amen.